0: All right, Zane. What are we going to do for the sketch today?
1: Oh, I have an idea. Okay. What if like those those like bread bowls were made out of non bread? That'd be oh, delicious. you mean like
0: from Indian restaurants, like that kind of bread? Yeah. Or or do you mean like the 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 antithesis of bread, like non bread?
1: <laughs> no, no, like the, like the Indian stuff. Oh, okay, that's, yeah. That's some uh, good bread.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm not certain how that relates to what we're talking about, but I like the idea. Let. Uh, give, give me something else. Maybe, maybe we're getting. Maybe oh, we're getting oh, warmer. I, like non- I have a much better idea.
1: Great. <laughs> what do we got? What if. What if the band REM made an album called Embers? R.E. Embers. Yeah, like remembers.
0: I like from Danny Phantom. Sure. Yeah. With the with the uh, with the songstress Ember. I mean, mm-hmm. I like Danny Phantom a whole lot. So I think we're getting. I think we're in the right direction. I s- okay. This still doesn't relate to what we're doing even a little bit.
1: So, oh, I am oh, going to oh. veto. Okay. I, I, even better, even better. Whoa. All right.
0: We're, we're what on if, record here.
1: What if they made like a Mega Man game where you fight Lovecraftian horrors and then each boss was like a different elder god?
0: Okay. It, well, y- you are basically just going down my wish list for, you know, the Christmas season right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to veto any of these ideas inherently. But time and place is definitely something to consider here. We're not really talking about sketches right now. At least not sketches for this show, so...
1: Oh, sketches, of course.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you know what we're doing right now.
1: Oh, sorry, I completely lost track.
0: It's okay, we just did Big O, so that's to be expected.
1: Oh, I have an idea. Alright. What if they brought back Dave the Barbarian?
0: Barbarian. That is by far the worst idea you've had so far. But I'm tired of hearing you talking about ideas. Let's do it. Barbarian. Barbarian. Barbarian.
1: I liked it. Barbarian. You want to introduce us? Not really. Barbarian. You're about to. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> tried tried and failed. All right, everyone. Uh, this is Ben and Zane, the cartoonists of your beloved cartoon cast. And we review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults now that we have a maybe more sophisticated sense of humor and more c- critical eye and ear.
1: Yes. Uh, This is the Cartoncast. It's not the greatest podcast, but it's the The only only one we've got. (laughs)
0: Yep. I mean, certainly the only people listening to this are those who don't have anything better to compare it to. Like, go listen to Comedy Bang Bang. Good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They they look like they know what they're talking about, which, um, yeah, (laughs) we certainly don't most of the time. Right. Unless it's Fraggle
1: Rock. The comedy we're bang banging today is Dave the Barbarian.
0: Yep, Bubba Barbarian, Um Yep. So <laughs> this is a show on Disney. focuses around the life of a modern barbarian in a you know medieval setting. Somehow, uh, Zane, why did you pick this show?
1: So that's a good question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it's kind of been the only one I could think of.
1: My page of notes
0: is just that question repeated (laughs) 15,000 times.
1: I like to think that I had a good reason, but it's been a while since I I was like, Oh, I want to do this. Um, really what it comes down to is I saw the (laughs) name of the show and immediately said, Well, that's what we're going to do. Like it bypassed (laughs) my brain entirely. This was, this was, this was reflexive.
0: Man. All right. But not like King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, which was a considered. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the <podical> approach. <laughs> After much deliberation, and <laughs> weighing all your That's options. Right. Yeah, but this That's one just cut right. right through. Um, It's not a bad show to do because it is Disney, yeah. which I don't think we've done for an actual show yet.
1: Right. Um, It ran on Disney for, I think, only one season, though.
0: It was a long season, but yeah. Yeah. It w- lasted one season because they kept punting around the show, around their schedule, so it didn't really... It, it had it had some Firefly troubles, you know. Yeah. It got a huge cult following <laughs> after it was canceled. A bunch of people wanted to c- get it back. All the voice actors mm-hmm. got really big heads because it was so popular, <laughs> um, right? Yeah, and uh, it was created and written by Doug Langdale of yeah. Earthworm Jim and The Weekenders fame, both of which he, I like better than this show.
1: And he also wrote on Darkwing Duck.
0: Hmm, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's uh. He, he's done quite a few good things, and uh, also this. hmm <laughs> I, I would agree. I think The Weekenders is stronger. It's been a while since I've seen any Earthworm Jim, but I remember it being stronger as well. I
0: mean, Earthworm Jim has the... So Dave the Barbarians, <laughs> you know... So Dave the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what um, is the, uh, the, the... It has something of a plot to this show.
1: Right, So the idea is the king and queen of uh, (laughs) Urdgoth left to fight evil, and they left the rest of the royal family behind to rule over things. Collectively fighting all of evil, which is right. Like there's no army.
0: It's a nice, like, offshoot detail that I really enjoy because it just—it's first of all in every episode, it's clearly incorrect because there's tons of evil running around giving Dave's family trouble. (laughs) they're really bad at their jobs. They're actually very good at their jobs. It seems like they're doing a great job, but just... I don't know. The idea that they're going around killing so much evil and there's still so much more evil than good in Ergo that, uh, you know, (laughs) that Dave is constantly having to battle them off says something about the Mm -hmm. cosmology here where evil is just much more prevalent than good. This is, like, the only good people in a world fully evil. This is like Apocalypse when Superman shows up.
1: Either that or their parents just said they were fighting evil and instead just like they just like went to went on vacation to like Hawaii or something.
0: Well, that's not true though because whenever they dial them up through the crystal ball, they're always fighting giant bug mantises.
1: There's giant bug mantises in Hawaii.
0: (laughs) Maybe in medieval Hawaii. I wasn't there before they, uh, before Weird Al got a hold of it and turned it into a magical paradise where you serve blue drinks out of coconut shells.
1: Delicious.
0: Mm hmm.
1: <laughs> so, man, this is going to be bad. <laughs>
0: anyway. That's all right.
1: We're being a little silly, but that's in keeping with the tone of the show. Mm
0: hmm. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, yeah. So the, the 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 format of the plot is, well, just listen to the theme song. You know, the Dave yeah. and his family go around battling evil. Generally, the evil is not right there on the front page. Um, generally, everything is status quo until the family has some mundane problem. And in the process of fixing the mundane problem, they just step in a pile of supervillains. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's very well put. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the supervillains yeah. don't go out of their way to bother them. It almost seems like they're just reacting to this family of dicks.
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting combination of the slice of life family drama and the, like superhero yeah. fight the evil thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um not a terribly successful one. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know, they they don't focus too much on making macro plot make sense, which is probably no. a good idea. But in any case, they just
1: say, "Hey, if this is if this is the thing that happens, then it's and it's good. Throw it in."
0: Also just throw it in even if it's not good. We're on a we're on a right. but we're on a schedule here, people.
1: Right. The first episode's like, "Hey, giant muffin attacking the city." Dump. I
0: didn't watch that one, but I, re- I I remember very distinctly Dave shouting the phrase "Time to cut a muffin," <laughs> and then the uh, sword is
1: like, "That sounds dirty." That sounds really reason. nasty. <laughs> um, uh, no, it was a, it was pretty good. I I would say that it was the best episode. It won an Annie Award for storyboarding. Oh,
0: well, that's
1: cool. I think. Yeah. Um but in any case,
0: generally Dave won't just bash his problems into submission. He he will generally outsmart the supervillain because he's a real shit barbarian. <laughs> which is not a detail um, that I dislike. I don't know. Like how do you feel about barbarian characters in general? J- just out of curiosity. Just before we get into Dave, I think it's important to stabilize ourselves with how we feel about barbarians as a whole.
1: I I generally don't like the whole like oh i'm i'm strong and uncultured and i'm going to like solve problems with my sword like i've never been a fan of like conan or you know any of that the scotsman the scotsman's not a barbarian
0: <laughs> he sort of is
1: <laughs> he's an honorable warrior
0: <laughs> oh you, you you're probably right because of the because of his kilt
1: yes so i actually um Looked up some
0: barbarian facts. I I did as well, but I think you probably researched them a little bit more thoroughly. So why don't you want to? You want to give us one some historical context to barbarians?
1: Well, uh, my girlfriend actually who, who studied. Are you like sure Greek you looked history, this up? Well, I looked yeah. it up after she told me. She said that <laughs> uh, bajabbers, Ch- Ch- bajabers, Ch- Ch- which is Ch- Dave's Chances. catchphrase, uh, might come from the origin of the word barbarian.
0: Oh, like it's a Norse um, deity.
1: Well, no, bajabar. So the woo, the <laughs> ancient greeks used the word barbaros to describe foreigners uh they say like their language just sounded like bar 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 like today we would use like blah 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 like it's a very racist term yeah and and since jabber is a word that means the same thing like to talk without making sense so together it's mm-hmm. bajabbers.
0: oh i thought they were uh referencing kareem abdul jabbar
1: <laughs> but i guess this well, makes more she, sense <laughs> She acknowledges that she might be giving the show a little too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I also
0: looked up, uh, apparently barbarian is just the blanket term for whatever civilization would call outsiders that they find uncultured. Yeah, foreigners. I don't know if it actually came from that bar, bar, bar thing or if it came from the barbers uh, that the Romans interacted
1: with. B-A-R-B-A-Rs. And... My general inclination is that anything that the Romans did, the Greeks did first.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were here first. Uh
1: you know, it's like in anything you can do, we can do Greeker. <laughs>
0: yeah, there were real hipsters about it, you know, just constantly bragging like you guys are just you guys are just copying us, jumping on that mm-hmm. aqueduct bandwagon.
1: <laughs> we're gonna steal all of them aqueducts. <laughs> How do you um, put an aqueduct on a bandwagon? <laughs> anyway. Um but I actually uh when I was looking up the whole like barbarian stuff, apparently Plato was against using the term. Not for like to be racially sensitive or anything but just on epistemological grounds because dividing the world up into Greeks and people who are not Greeks tells them nothing about the second group. Nice. That's He's just like this is a vague term and therefore offensive.
0: That that sounds like <laughs> the argument that someone would make against something if they were like being forced not to make an overt argument because of they're afraid of losing their job. <laughs> you know. Like they're like they don't want to um They don't want to upset anybody, like, uh, uh, higher up than them. So they just say, no, I'm not against the idea, but the idea doesn't work because of these reasons. It's not my
1: personal I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't use the word. I'm saying it's not a helpful term.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Well, you use far better synonyms. Uh, Plato.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Plato.
1: But to bring it back to Dave, um, Mm. the way that the term barbarian was used in actual Greek society is actually pretty close to what Dave is. It's not like conquering warmonger. It's it's being like a child, being cowardly, unable to reason, luxurious, unable to control themselves. It didn't mean warlike. I I wouldn't say Um, that
0: he is unable to control himself. It seems like he is much more able to control himself than the rest of the family.
1: Right. But definitely being cowardly. Um, and actually, sure. the term barbarism was used by some Marxists to describe the opposite of socialism. <laughs> so it's funny to think of like the bourgeoisie as the barbarians.
0: I always pronounce that word borgioise.
1: Yeah, because I you're didn't wrong. understand. Yes,
0: correct. Because <laughs> I was a. Bar-bar. But by that
1: definition, like, but that definition, Candy is is the barbarian.
0: Well, she is the queen here, right now.
1: Candy is the boss. Then. We're the barbarians.
0: Fuck you! I'm not going. I'm not doing this again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Candy Uh, is the de facto ruler, so it makes sense that she would be the most barbaric. Which, yeah. Now that I'm saying that out loud, it makes it it makes it strange that Fang isn't the most barbaric. Yeah. Maybe they each have like a mortal sin that is tied to barbarism. (laughs) You know, cowardice, greed, rage. Uh, hunger, gluttony for Uncle Oswich.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got some seven deadly sins going on, why not?
0: Sure, let's let's try to hit them all, um, because I don't think we're gonna have, be able to talk about much in this show, so every time we introduce a character, let's give their deadly sin as well. Alright. Alright, so let's start it off. Dave the Barbarian, whom is voiced by Danny Cooksey, whom is Stoop yep. Kid from Hey Arnold. Oh, is Hots- Stoop Kid? <laughs> yeah yeah and much like in hey Arnold, Dave is afraid to leave his castle, um right hot streak from static shock as well, and you know some other minor roles that I didn't really recognize, but I like this voice actor, mm-hmm, yeah, so deadly sin, what is it which which one uh, cleaves most most closely sloth so. I guess mm, I don't know, I don't think so,
1: like what is fear similar to
0: uh Not avarice. Not wrath. Not lust. Envy, maybe. Uh, He's not really envious. Dave
1: Dave is the sole bastion of light in an otherwise dark world.
0: Yeah, including the rest of his family. Like, he's maybe the only fun. He's the only one character I like watching on a moral ground. Like, there's some part of me that just gets, uh,. I almost said some part of me that gets turned on as a uh, <laughs> as a, as a portmanteau of like a light that gets turned on inside of me and a part of me <laughs> that gets lit up. <laughs> so, it, yeah, Dave is hitting this part of me that gets turned on whenever I st- want to see like, you know, good natured moral characters that the rest of the show he- really doesn't.
1: I don't know. I went back and forth between really liking him and really not liking him. Um, he's
0: got a pretty irritating character synopsis. The entire basis of is just like should be like this, but he's the opposite gag, you know. Yeah. And seeing you know, it getting mean, over attention over and over is really wearying.
1: He's not he and the other characters aren't one-dimensional, but they're very close.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're They're
1: like 1.5 dimensional. I
0: totally agree. Is they're like one-dimensional, but they also got the negatives. So like Yeah. They are strictly one-dimensional, but sometimes it looks as though it might be otherwise.
1: I I do like that he's not supposed to be smart, but he does come up with a lot of the plans for like thwarting the bad guys. It's not like as though he's, he's art-
0: that much stupider than the rest of the family.
1: No, I mean education system back then was not great. Okay,
0: yeah. Why don't you go ahead and bring some historical context into Dave the Barbarian? Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I mean, he's he's artistic. He's motivated. He's helpful. He's just an all around nice guy. Like yeah, and he's gigantic, which is great. Yeah,
0: I love how beefy he is. Like I love
1: that. But bo- like. I wanna like the bulges and the veins, like in an unattractive way. But I like I like it. It makes me wonder
0: if he just lifts all the time and thinks that it is like a sensitive guy feminine pursuit. Because how (laughs) else would he how else would he get in the gym? Yeah. I like the idea of someone dressed like him in a modern day gym. Like someone just show up with like the sweatband (laughs) and like the the onesie kilt sort of deal.
1: And a sword just in the in the hilt in the back
0: I just thought of the best fan art that anyone could give into this show, which is um Dave the Barbarian and Buck Tud Russell spotting each other on the bench. Ooh. <laughs> that is good. That is good. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, I like his sensitive side when it's not related to cowardice. Yeah. Like I know it's still just the gag, but just something about the physique getting very excited about fluffy animals and like loot music and macrame owls. It is endearing. I actually wrote endearing down endearing. It's endearing when it's
1: not stupid. Yeah. yeah,
0: And it's only really stupid when it's just the cowardice thing. Yeah. It, apparently he didn't even want to be a barbarian. <laughs> what did he want to do? He he he, he wanted to be a barbarian. He said he wanted to be a barbarian when he was 10 because he thought it was a librarian who cut hair.
1: Aw. <laughs>
0: Isn't that cute? <laughs> That's exactly what he should be. I want to give him a hug. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is that. He's kind of the team mom, despite being the only... Male of the family, excepting Uncle Oswidge.
1: Who is beyond the um, beyond, prime age of a male. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: kind of beyond description.
1: He's got to be a few centuries old.
0: He's a few centuries shy of a millennium. <laughs>
1: if you know what I <laughs> if mean. If you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> and you don't. <laughs>
1: because it's not a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> My god, this is a shitty episode. We're, we're, we're sorry, everybody. <laughs> He-Man will be better. I mean, we promise. I can't promise that.
0: I can. Um. Okay, um, but getting further down the characters, maybe, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm-hmm. we've got Candy, his sister, whom is the de facto ruler, and voiced by Tress McNeil.
1: No, Candy is Erica Luttrell. Fang is Tress McNeil.
0: Uh, did I mix those up? I think so. Are you sure? Maybe. Go look it up. You look it up. I'll look it up, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have to cut this part out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to. All right. Wikipedia, pretty much all the facts that we say in our podcast come from you. I am now just staring at the homepage of Wikipedia because I forgot what I was going to look up. Dave Dave. the
1: Barbarian.
0: Dave the Barbarian. (laughs) I love
1: how Chuckle says his name. like He's not sure how it's pronounced in the middle.
0: It's a, good, it's a good cadence.
1: Dave, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yep. All
0: right. Fang is Tress McNeil. Candy is Erica Luttrell. Woo! Right. I get a so point. You were correct. I get an egg. You do get an egg. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so Erica Luttrell for Candy? Yeah. She's
1: done some bit work. Um, I didn't see anything major.
0: No neither, no, neither did I.
1: Which is fine. Candy, I think, is the least interesting, like, the, she less, the least well fleshed a, out. She's a bummer of a character
0: is what she is. She's a stereotypical teenage girl, what just happens to be in a medieval society. Yeah. The fact that she's, like, the de facto ruler of Argabarg would be a fun dichotomy for her to have, but she's very one-dimensional. Like, what if she was actually somewhat responsible and took her ruling duties seriously? Yeah. But it
1: doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, most of the side plots also revolve around here. She could easily have been the most interesting character if they had fleshed her out a bit. Think so? I think so. By
0: fleshed her out a bit, do you mean showing more skin?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although there was that one time do when they made her like a roids. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: She was very fleshed out. <laughs> she had a
1: lot of extra flesh. <laughs> there was flesh. a lot of
0: flesh outside of her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what it means. That's the literal translation. <laughs> Comes from the old Greek word for people whom are beefier than us. <laughs> right? She
1: should point out that we were uh, raised by wolves and learned English kind of after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway. <laughs>
1: um, Fang is, mm-hmm. by, is voiced by Tress McNeil, uh, who's the yeah. voice of your favorite female bit characters on The Simpsons and Futurama. Yeah, she's mom. Mom, cat lady. Great mm-hmm.
0: stuff! Oh man, I love Cat Lady. Good There's also Babs Bunny from Tiny Tune Adventures. Oh, nice! Yeah, you can hear it. You yeah. can you can make that jump. Like, what a voice range she has!
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: I don't know. Be able to do Crazy Cat Lady and Mom, and then someone like who's whom is supposed to be five years old. Mm-hmm. Like just on a chron- chronological basis, she can cover a lot of voices.
1: Yeah. Um. I like I like the character of Fang. Um. Because a lot of the time. You know, any character where everybody else is, like, thinking and planning and trying to figure out what to do, and she's just like, nope, gonna spear it. Yeah, she's
0: the barbarian the family deserves, but not the one it needs right. in any given episode.
1: She's the, uh, she's what you think of when you think of barbarian. Like, I think maybe she's, like, like, from the jungle.
0: <laughs> I, I got the idea that, uh, her parents were, like... Uh, somewhat upset with the way Dave turned out. <laughs> like you know, maybe the dad is just like, uh, I really wanted a barbarian son to carry on my legacy, but now all I have is this daughter whom I can imprint these virtues onto. Oh well, let's make the best of it. Yeah, that's kind of how I thought about her. She's she's another irritatingly one dimensional character. Yeah, and this time is um, accompanied with an ir- equally irritating voice. Like I like the I like the. Voice actress Tress McNeil, but I just do not like this voice.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a, it it's fits. a little screechy, a little yelling when you don't need to be yelling. People call mm-hmm. her a monkey.
0: I discounted that fact entirely because it wasn't interesting.
1: Well, I. It's also it, a very the, tired joke. The theme song calls her a chimp, and then she's like, "I'm not a monkey." And yep. I have to, I have to point out that chimps are apes. Thank you, Zane. <laughs> it's pretty yep. much required by this point.
0: Fang <laughs> wouldn't know that. <laughs> Let's go into Uncle Oswich. Uncle Oswich. <laughs> yep, voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson, Static whom, Shock's dad. Yeah, I w- I actually wrote down. He sounds exactly like Virgil Hawkins' dad, and then in parentheses, I have because he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and also he's also Captain...
1: Kilowog from
0: Green Lantern the at- animated series, which oh, I knew I should he? put in. Nice. Yeah, because uh, I knew you'd like that.
1: And he's uh, Captain Gantu from Lilo and Stitch. Oh, <laughs> which I which I which I didn't realize because that's quite a different vocal range. Think so? Yeah, like I think we have some pretty talented vocalists on this on this show doing their not greatest work.
0: Totally. Uh, I I don't think it's not their greatest work. I think it's just a bad place for them to showcase their talents. I like Uncle Oswich's voice a whole lot, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he also kind of sounds like James Earl Jones, which I enjoy. <laughs> Like, imagine Uncle Oswich like, fading into the clouds and telling Dave, remember who you
1: are, you know? Remember who you are, kid. He kind of of reminds me of that uh, Danny DeVito character from Hercules. Oh, yeah. Use your sword, kid.
0: Use your sword. (laughs) I use my sword for you, Danny. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I love Jon Tron's take on that. (laughs) (laughs) He just fixates so hard on it. It's hard not to get caught up in his pace. It's pretty good. One fun thing about Uncle Oswich in just one very small episode is that he ha- coughs up cats when he has the hiccats. <laughs> That's great, <laughs> which I thought you'd like from a Knights of Justice humor perspective. You the know, sneezing when bats. Merlin sneezes bats out; he coughs up cats. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not as funny though because it's not played as straight the rest of the time.
1: I like it's that so um, Oswich is like he's supposed to be like very talented and magical and something, but really it's just he has a magic wand and makes it look good. Yeah,
0: he's the team sorcerer, but he uh he's actually just when he was in sorcery school, he was the cook. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was just, he worked in the cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> which is one of the more interesting backstories a character in this show has. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back by the end of the episode where he uses like ladle foo to blind the opposite sorcerer.
1: <laughs> was there an episode where he had to like teach one of the royal family like some magic? Cuz I would have enjoyed that. If he had to like huh. face his own shortcomings and come to terms with it, as like one of his pupils becomes better at it than him, I would have loved that. <laughs> like if Candy oh, had okay. some like actual magical ability, that would that would have been great for everybody.
0: And he just has to like put on a put on a brave face, like Harry Dresden, because the number one rule of wizarding is that you don't let people see you sweat. Aw, <laughs> aw, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Oswald.
1: Although with Uncle Oswich, you have to wonder if that's sweat or like gravy. <laughs> yeah,
0: he eats. I mean, he's gluttony, clearly. Clearly gluttony. He eats so often that it's <laughs> almost irritating, but he's such a side character that I that it doesn't it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Um we also have just just to point out the important voice actors, we have Frank Welker as the part of the dragon Faffy, whom is not important, but it's also the voice of Nibbler. Right. Um We've got Squando, the evil magician, whom is voiced by Rob Paulson. Is that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, his name well done, is sir. Robert Paulson. Thank- <laughs> thanks, Rob Paulson. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good to see you again, Rob Paulson. How have you been?
1: <laughs> um, um, The sword, uh, Dave's sword, Lula. Is, I didn't
0: even write her down.
1: <laughs> oh, it's Estelle Harris. She, she's like famous for playing shrill mothers and grandmothers.
0: Yeah, she's she's uh George Costanza's mom. Of all it's the, the only thing I remember. Of
1: all the annoying voices in this show, I like hers That's the most.
0: Hers is supposed to be annoying for for some reason it's like I don't know, is there just different types of annoying voices some of which are okay to the ears? Yeah. I guess so. I mm-hmm. mean I guess it's a subjective thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like you you know when like uh you know when like a when when a kid is angry and starts whining, it's like the most irritating thing ever but with like an old lady does it it's kind of cute you gotta pick up after yourself (laughs) using your body like it was an amusement park (laughs) the only good episode that's not true i just really like that episode um
1: Um, yeah i'm i'm Going through them, I'm realizing, wow, there's quite a d- lot of different uh, different characters who are all, you know, yeah. What an eighties
0: w- voice acting! I
1: wouldn't say that the characters themselves are fleshed out, but I'm I'm happy to see it anytime there's a character that doesn't show up every episode, just kind of comes in and has a fun part.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it is still Disney; it can't be that deep. Um, but I do feel as though the characters were not. I mean, specifically, Candy and Fang are so. Tangential to an interesting character. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just far away from anything I can anything I can attach myself to. There's no attachment that I can have with either one of them. Yeah, I mean, it's very surface level. But
1: I, like I noticed this, um, like during an episode after they deal with their like family squabbles and decide to work together or whatever, um, they move as like a unit. There's no discussion. It's just
0: like Frank Zappa's kid. Hmm. <laughs> <Hey>, no, <Nope>. sorry. <laughs> um,
1: they, they, like, David will, will say, like, okay, let's move over here and fight this thing. And then they all move and, like, they lose characterization by virtue of working together.
0: I kind of like that.
1: Well, it helps because then we only have to focus on Dave.
0: It makes him look like Pikmin. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you
1: know, or the wonderful 101. Yeah, all the heroes
0: just move as a as a unit when they're outside of cutscenes. That's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean they kind of are. I I don't know. I feel like Fang and Candy's parts could have been downsized tremendously and have most of it be like a Dave and Oswich mentorship relationship. Yeah, it's not. It's not too sexist. Well,
0: (laughs) well, I like the idea that uh, someone would be mentoring Dave. Like yeah. I always like training montages, especially for somebody who has a huge mental block, but not quite a physical block to be a a hero. But I don't mm-hmm. think it would be Oswich. Yeah, <laughs> unless Oswich had like a more tortured past than he does. <laughs>
1: and and, and <laughs> now we're silly.
0: now we're diving straight into the the the, the semi discontinued dark segment of our
1: yeah. podcast. Um, one last La- character. Last character. Yes. Uh, dark Lord chuckles. The silly piggy. Is uh Paul Rugg. so close, <laughs> so <laughs> close
0: to a name that I wouldn't mind?
1: <laughs> <laughs> how would you prefer it?
0: Dark Lord chuckles.
1: Dark just Dark Lord chuckles. That's yeah. actually how I wrote it down. I, <laughs> I
0: I wrote it down as chuckles. The silly piggy, because I wanted to draw attention to the fact that it is again an overplayed one shot joke. Yeah. very shallow gag that t- gets too much attention. But voice acted by Paul Rugg,
1: who is Freakazoid. Yes, which is great. <laughs>
0: So, I actually was trying to d- dive a little bit farther into this pig, and <laughs> uh, kind of like Freakazoid, he's committed to his function, but not so much to the function's necessary character traits. So, he's, he's you know, he knows he's an evil sorcerer, but he doesn't, like, make a big deal out of it like the monarch does.
1: Wow. you're You're diving so far into that pig, you're fondling an apple. What? Wow. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah. I just... Also, that's
0: like right on the outside of the pig. If you're doing it right. <laughs> Not what if are you're stuck going your the pigs? other end. <laughs> that's a good point.
1: I'm glad you admit that.
0: <laughs> this is almost like a social injustice that we're committing here, <laughs> so
1: maybe we should back off
0: of a bit. A bit. Um,
1: Do you recall, there was like a, a year-long period where... Instead of saying, like, yeah, let's do this thing, or let's, uh, you know, like, let's get this done, you would say, let's, like, let's go let's blast k- some pigs. <laughs> let's go kick this pig. No, you said, like, pig blasting, specifically.
0: I don't remember that. <laughs> I think I got it from that Ask a Ninja segment. It's possible. <laughs> I like that thing. Yeah, One what of the, happened to what, that? I don't know. It disappeared with the rest of the 90s. Was it the 90s or the '00s? I think it was the Odies. Man, I'm going to call it 90s, because it's in that point that was that was my maturity
1: when it when it was the nineties. I would say the Odies have honorary nineties status.
0: I would say Odies are generally pretty high in fiber and a balanced part of most
1: breakfasts right Chuckles the silly piggy <laughs> <laughs> is not a balanced part of this breakfast
0: no bacon's not good for you. Stop putting it in your commercials but mm-hmm. I like his I like his dialogue. His approach to villainy is very textbook, but it doesn't really have that fire to it. Like, it's like the monarch if he just like had a checklist, like Aku. (laughs) Just going through the motions. Yeah. Uh, Like, some examples I actually put, put in, like, he's, he has like evil character traits, but he doesn't really commit to them viscerally. Like, normally I hate pathetic groveling, but on you it works. Like, you know, (laughs) that's something an evil overlord would think maybe, but, Maybe not verbalize in that manner, or mm-hmm. he orders his summoned minion to spit out some gum while he's doing his evil speech because it, he finds it rude.
1: He's he's definitely playing with the genre conventions um, to his advantage. More so, than the, more
0: so than the rest of the show, I, I would say. Yeah. Nobody like else he was, does.
1: Like, he was taken from another reality, and he's, <laughs> like, getting used to this, like, oh, oh, I can just... I can just walk away, and the heroes won't try to fight me. Great. Oh
0: yeah, he just saunters away when he's done. Generally,
1: <laughs> see you next
0: week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> see you later, Dave the Barbarian. <laughs> I really love that cadence. Yeah, his voice is also very fun to listen to because it's freakazoid. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. The fact that he's a pig isn't very relevant
1: to his I, character. I I like it in as much as we don't have to you look like at pigs? a person. Well, <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's nice that he's like short and not physically imposing, so that you you have to pay attention to like what he's saying and doing.
0: I mean, that's fine. You know, again, it's just for the sake of the gag.
1: Like when the when the dark sorcerer shows up, what was his name again?
0: Mal Squando. Mal
1: Squando. That's when right. When Mal Squando shows up, it's like okay, evil wizard. But yeah. when Chuckle <laughs> shows up, it's like ah, uh, you don't really know what he's he's planning today. He's kind of like um. Plankton from SpongeBob. Yeah. He's yeah. always got these plans, and sometimes they're well thought out, and sometimes they're not, but they're like execution is is much more ham handed than you would normally expect. Good I guess. stuff. <laughs> Big stuff.
0: <laughs> um I like the comparison to Plankton, though, because they both when they're not being irritating to the protagonists, they have a lot of domesticities. Like, uh he's pretty domestically inclined on his off hours. He'll, like, chew. like, And he'll still be evil, but he's not, like... Again, he's just kind of... It's, it's just part of his character and not so job. much... Yeah.
1: Being, being evil for so many of these characters in these shows is just... It's a day job.
0: <laughs> yeah, which I think I like in comedy, <laughs> in a comedic aspect. Like, okay. it works on Aku because Aku's the funny part of, the, of Samurai Jack. I don't it think works. he's supposed to be. He absolutely... Of course he is. <laughs> We've Um, talked enough about him. Compared to, compared to Jack. Yeah, he is. I disagree, but in any case, I I can really talk about Aku for hours. Um, (laughs) yeah, he's like choosing evil curtains to match the evil tile because if it doesn't match the evil tile, then what's the point? Right. You know, it's just very, I I don't know. He just, he, he treats evil like a character trait, like, um, like, like a more benign character trait than it actually is. Yeah,
1: it's like, oh, you know, I minored in evil in college, like so in I like same to bring way it that... out every once in a while. But, you know, really, I like to interior decorate. You know. Yeah. He... <laughs> it's a hobby. It's a hobby for him.
0: I I would say it's not even a hobby so much as it is just like an affectation that he has. That he <laughs> isn't aware that that's like a moral choice. Yeah. Well, good, it, and it's evil, just
1: like... <laughs> good and evil in this show are very much just choices. And uh, like, did you see the episode where Dave gets a girlfriend?
0: Yeah, that was good. Yeah, where um, that was good. I like that episode. Like
1: they're perfectly compatible. They really like each other. But oh no, she's evil. But it's not like it's not like she acts that evil. It's that her mom is evil, so she's evil, and she's half good on her dad's side.
0: Evil almost seems like a genetic trait in this yeah. show. Like, like something that they you... have a compulsion. It's it's a compulsion. It's not an actual like moral choice. It's just like I happen to be evil. Oh, everything would be so perfect if I wasn't. But oh well. <laughs> and that's just as far as they think about it. It's like yeah. It's like an adjective. It's like yeah. just a pasted on adjective to their character. Like David is afraid and good, and they're both they're both adjectives <laughs> it, in the same sense. It's just yeah. a state of his being. It's and not you can change, a choice. You change
1: either of them with like a magic sweater.
0: Sure. <laughs> you change both of them with a magic sweater at the same time.
1: Well, yeah, it'd have to be pretty thick. Like, that's a turtleneck.
0: Mm-hmm. Plus, um, I imagine it gets pretty cold in Argo because yeah. like it's on the hilltop.
1: Yeah, surrounded, again, by, like, nothing.
0: Yeah, I, although there are peasants in this one. It's There's not a total night of it, the, Justice The town's situation. a little
1: bit closer, but when I just look at the castle, like, on the hill, I'm just like... They they took this right out of King Arthur.
0: No, well, I I actually disagree. I I think that they characterize the the land of uh Urkel Urkel's Urkelston, yeah, a lot better than they do for Camelot. Like they do show a lot of citizenry because they're showing a lot of one shot jokes with like Candy's friends and like the fishmonger or whatever. So Can there I actually say, is a lot of, you know, I chara- really like characterization.
1: I really like the voices of the peasants. Really, they're, are, they're all like from Brooklyn or from Minnesota.
0: There's a there's a point at which there's uh, some citizens who are chilling in some shop, whom are just like the most stereotypical Swedish accents ever. <laughs> and it's just like they're they're really not committing to any sort of timeline. Which let's it's, talk about the tone and genre then. Sure, because uh, yeah, it the.
1: <laughs> Would you say that the show is is very silly or extremely silly?
0: I'm actually. It, it's actually kind of refreshing to have a comedy that knows it's just a comedy.
1: It's very know? self-aware.
0: Yeah, like I was talking about how maybe there'd be nice if there was some like uh, there was some subtlety or some texture to this, mm-hmm. these characters. But I'm not certain that there could be. Like, yeah. It is less serious than most of the comedies we've done so far. Like even even Fairly Odd Parents had like subplots that focused on maturity, and like Sheep in the Big City had a macro plot where, in general, specific was trying to get a ray gun. Not really any case here.
1: Well, I I actually thought of Sheep in the Big City a lot while we watched this. Um, in the sort of you didn't like it. (laughs) Well, it's just occasionally way too self aware and does the same joke too much. It has like the meta sort of like. We can't do that or else the episode would be too short. Yeah. But look, I mean it's it's yeah. much less frequent here. Sometimes it just gets a little too silly for my tastes.
0: I don't know. I I think that's that's apt. Uh I mean it, uh, all the character traits are essentially, you know, one-shot gags that they keep on bringing up over and over again, you know.
1: Yeah. They they do a lot of lists where the third thing is something silly. Mm-hmm. like uh Like saying, he made a megaphone using only string, a squirrel, and a megaphone. <laughs> that is really good, though. Yeah, like, that, that that's is. a great joke. <laughs> that in itself is fine, but they do it all <laughs> the time. Like, I feel like the first episode was really good and fresh, and each episode after that is just the same but worse. Hmm.
0: I, I don't know if I'd characterize it like that. I mean, it definitely has the same sense of humor throughout all the episodes, but it's, I want to say they, they make, maybe they're making the, the same joke a lot. hmm I think it has some nice surreal humor, though. Like, it, like when Dave starts cleaning out the fireplace and finds a string quartet up there, <laughs> and that he has to clean out, he's like, "Oh, geez, it's a string quartet!" <laughs> and like, it starts brooming, and then it appears outside the fireplace and just like hurts everyone's ears because it's really bad string quartet. Yeah, I don't know. That, that was at least pretty when, funny.
1: Again, like the nature of joke telling is you're trying to subvert expectations. Oh, um, well,
0: speaking of which. There's a really good subversive joke in that episode where that Jewish guy from the modern age gets a gets a super powered time zipper to go into the past. Did you see that? Oh, that one? Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was
1: like number one stop. That's
0: <laughs> the only one I remembered. Yeah, it was one stop shopping for all the game guys and their batteries. When uh, like, there's some good subversive humor for his origin story. Like <laughs> <laughs> when he's like suddenly the zipper that he was working on gets hit by a comet. And then radioactive rays, dangerous chemicals, is eaten by a giant grasshopper, struck by a Norse god's power, and told dark secrets by an ancient monk. Like, just totally like <laughs> ripping off every origin story for a supervillain. And,
1: super and that's like, wow, that hardly ever happens. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just all at once. And that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, like anytime they they venture out and really do subvert the expectations, it's fine. I think um, too much of it, though, is is the same stuff. Like, uh, sometimes how do you they, you like, extend a joke way too far. How do you mean? Uh The whole Fang's a monkey thing oh, is yeah, over- overplayed. And it, like, they do, like, uh, after the episode, like, I bet you're wondering why, you know, I tied a squirrel to a megaphone. And then it, like, pauses for way too long, and it's just like, goodbye. I, I didn't mind that one. Like, <sighs> they don't
0: do that every episode.
1: I-, I think it's best when the joke, like when they draw you in and make you think they're making the same old joke, and then they just hit you with the real joke out of left field. Oh, uh, yeah. Like uh, like when the narrator says, Dave will consult the wisest wizard in the land, and it cuts to Oswich eating a pie. <laughs> like, that's fine. And that I, like, says, well, I like watching Oswitch eat. And then the narrator says, well, one of the wisest, and you'll think, well, okay, that's a pretty obvious joke. But then the narrator follows up by saying, like, well, one of the shortest. And <laughs> yeah. It's just... Yeah. Sometimes they know it, sometimes they don't.
0: You know what? I think it's, I think it's might be just a subjective thing on our part where we're so exposed to this sense of humor that whenever we hear it verbatim without any sort of delineation from the yeah. actual joke, we've just heard it too, too many times to actually find it funny. But you have yeah. to consider your audience here. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think the d- jokes are bad if you're if you're thinking about you know a disney audience like no, as far as jokes that could appeal to a disney audience go i think these are pretty fine
1: yeah i would i would definitely show this i would show this to young children um who like you want to teach them how to have a good sense of humor cuz it plays up like the rule of 3 like that's an old joke telling method and it it's heavily relied on in the show like
0: yeah although if you're going to go for the rule of 3 you want to go to megaxlr <laughs> Sure, <laughs> um in fact, you kind of just want to go to mega xlr man, do I ever want to do that show soon so the uh the this medieval I wanted to talk about how the medieval is sort of it's a it's not a medieval we've done so far and not one yeah. that I think we're gonna do again because it's a comedy medieval
1: like anything, it's not played straight in this show mm-hmm. um, they say medieval, but it has like Modern conveniences like shopping malls.
0: I really like the anachronisms because they're usually followed up with matching sound effects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so there's, like, a, the, the anachronisms are really fun when they're strictly modern versus medieval. Like, mom and dad calling on the crystal ball and you actually get a dial tone. Yeah. And I'm actually, I'm jumping into music and sound a little bit. That's but fun. there's there's a part where uh, the Dark Lord Chuckles the Silly Piggy has, like, this huge minion And he jumps into the palm of the minion's hand and like cranks its thumb back and it makes like a forklift noise as it
1: raises him up. (laughs) Like that's pretty good. Yeah. Or like the world wide web being like a magical like crisscrossing of spider webs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I wish they could like show some of the spiders working on that. Like the IT department, like get outsourced to like, you know, East Indian spiders or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Fang just gets really irritated with their, with their service. Could have been a nice racist joke. Anyway. Mm hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um. One more thing about the fact that it's a comedy setting. Uh, although the jokes are fine, I think like they're they're not great. Just yeah. Just because it's a comedy, I think it overextends itself in the humor direction. Which, if it had maybe the chops that Harvey Birdman had mm-hmm. in the jokes that it would make. It would be fine, but it doesn't seem to have the chops to back up that comedic setting consistently.
1: Well, that's why I think it's um, like it has good jokes, but they they get kind of samey after a while. I couldn't really watch more than an episode at a time.
0: Maybe if there was like a subgenre going on behind the humor, like not drawing attention to it, but you know how Adventure Time has a really sinister world lurking just beneath the comedy, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see it if you look at it from the right angle. It's just like oh artifact that drove the ice king insane oh gigantic you know war that wiped out all of humanity yeah and these idiots are just like dancing and like eating sugar and like going on adventures
1: yeah i think i think this show would benefit from a nice like light easygoing background plot like an overarching issue so instead of making like these three episodes where you're fighting this random beast that shows up make them you know like, have a reason, like, oh, somebody hired them and this one failed, so they're sending out the next one. Like, even something little like that, oh. I think, I think would tie the episodes together more and make them more watchable and give it a sense of continuity.
0: What, what if this, uh, wasn't like a royal family? Like, I, I thought that the fact that they were a royal family was pretty non-essential to any of the plots. I think it maybe would have been better if it was just like a family, what happened to be a D&D party. Like a mercenary group, you
1: know? Uh, yeah, a little bit.
0: I mean, they would be only D and D characters in name. Like Oswich would still be as ineffectual a sorcerer. Fang would be still as ineffectual barbarian. Dave would be the same. Candy would be the same. But they would actually like go on mercenary missions or like try to protect caravans and have this stuff happen. I
1: I think the reason the royal family angle works is because it it. It raises the stakes a little bit, knowing that they're not just fighting for themselves. Um, but also, like, mm. it gives them a reason to fight. Like, if Dave had his way, mm. he would just run away from everything. Candy would be completely uninvolved. Um I don't know. It just... I guess it, it gives them, like,
0: an, a, a narrative motivation to do this stuff.
1: Also, it prevents the episodes from being just like, oh, we need to, like, make some money. Although there are a couple yeah. that are like that, but they're like, because we want to make money.
0: Yeah, just cause just cause making money's fun. Yeah,
1: <laughs> what kind of message is this? I don't really get it.
0: I I don't like the the fact that the narrative needs this. It, it that the fact that this family needs a narrative motivator.
1: Makes you mean the narrator? No, just like
0: any. Well, given it, ha- plot. it has
1: an actual narrator. <laughs> uh, I know. We'll get to him. I like but the him. fact
0: that uh the fact that they need a narrative motivator as opposed to just an internal motivator that from like themselves the fact that they like I don't know it's not very strong from a character development standpoint which you didn't have to develop these characters too much but like I said Candy would be a whole lot stronger if she displayed more uh more of her you know I am the ruler of this kingdom side.
1: Yeah. It's 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 a fine show for the audience it was intended but to give it more lasting power it definitely could have used better characterization and and a better overarching plot
0: yeah I think that's where I stand on it yeah that's not a bad place to stand on it I think it's pretty pretty sensical although apparently this show was very critically acclaimed yeah um and you know the whole only got one season was due to scheduling malfunctions and not so much a facet of people not enjoying the show like I mean I could I don't think it needed to be adapted to continue
1: if it had been in more seasons, if it had been on the air longer, I could definitely see it being one of those mainstream, uh, you know, everybody knows it. It's just sort of a generic cartoon. But I think the fact yeah. that it, it was Steinbeck's. Like American in so many Dragon ways, Jake Long. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whenever I think of a show that I want to do for a Spike cast, that's like the first thing on my list. <laughs> You're mean. Not because I think it'll be bad. But just because it's called American Dragon <laughs> Jake Long.
1: I've never seen it, and just the name always gives me so many questions, and then I immediately lose steam on wanting to figure out the answers.
0: If you ever like look at a picture of him in his dragon form, what a doofus. Dragons are not supposed to be that goofy looking. Like, Faffy want... sort of gets by because it's Dave the Barbarian, <laughs> but barely. Just let me
1: watch, just let me watch uh, Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah, that's Same way better. Thing. Same thing, but way better.
0: Can you cut in that uh that ending song from Jackie Chan Adventures?
1: Uh, yeah. I don't know which one you're talking about yeah. but sure.
0: It's like always landing on his feet.
1: My Team Max, My Team Max. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: would
1: rather,
0: rather laugh but right, it's from you gotta like a jackie jack jack was the tallest man rag. you gotta find it now you always do oh, somehow that, that's it's, right it's good that, that absurd business <laughs> if you can
1: try to find that i'd be very happy to hear it again oh, i'll do my best <laughs> all right well
0: uh let's get into well uh, But I I don't know. Do you have anything to say about the animation? I really want to get to music and sound because there's actually something there.
1: The animation, lazy seems the wrong word. (laughs) It's got sort of a less is more aesthetic.
0: It Um, it looked a little bit like Picasso to me.
1: Yeah, like it was one of the reasons I got such a strong sheep in the big city vibe. Like Mm. the stone walls of the castle are just a like, it's just a formless gray mass with a, like a rectangle and maybe a couple of random lines thrown in
0: speaking of the castle just as a side note in the intro um mm-hmm. they have a couch gag where they all run into the castle and the front of the castle falls down and reveals something going on in like in the, the castle grounds yeah yeah like no, uh, not like in the a... episode but like no just... no
1: like if if chuckles shows up in a giant mechanical pig that mechanical pig is is right there.
0: Hmm? Not right always. behind the castle walls. <laughs> no, it's Although not sometimes, related to. Sometimes it's it just a huge beaver once. as though he's chewing on the castle like it's a tree. That's it doesn't always good. relate to anything. Um, um,
1: speaking of the intro, I love the way his head rotates.
0: Yeah. It's yeah.
1: like a sci-fi, like, we can rebuild him kind of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to intersperse with a heart monitor.
0: Wouldn't it be awesome if, like, from that rotating thing, it just, like... Uh, it made like his face like devolved into like half of his face like devolved into like a wireframe with like matrix numbers <laughs> running everywhere. <laughs> Wouldn't yes. that be sweet?
1: Oh, can we? Can we Dave talk about the, the Siberian?
0: That would be so good. <laughs> what if what if the entire show was the same, but all of Dave's dialogue was just like a, a like an animatronic? Like I agree with that, <laughs> and he would do the exact same thing. <laughs> ah 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 spider
1: <laughs>
0: so it has to like redo all of these episodes <laughs> and, <laughs> where Jake for no reason is half a robot and
1: nobody notices <laughs> everyone I else reacts Dave. the exact same way wow bet <laughs> that's
0: a good idea <laughs> i would never stop laughing at that
1: um what what
0: else did you want to say
1: well, since we're already in the intro, I thought we could talk about the, the music and the audio now. All right.
0: So, uh. Just, I, just
1: looking at the intro, like, if you took the words out, it'd be a pretty sweet pump up anthem.
0: I like the intro when it doesn't go into that cutesy backstory about their mom and dad leaving in a yeah, different voice. Yeah, seemed unnecessary. The rest of it sounds really good, actually. Yeah. The b- b- barbarian. Barbarian, d- hooked on th- a feeling. Why, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, like right at the end, they do this really nice minor key change that's a little bit syncopated.
1: Mm, when they're fighting all the like, yeah, when
0: all like the shadow monsters come out of nowhere and they, he raises his sword, you know what yeah. I'm talking about?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: That 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 one you absolutely should cut in. I know I'm giving you a lot of work. You're giving me... So, this is going to be the hardest
1: episode to no, no. Yet. it will No,
0: no. It won't be that hard. Like, think about how many times I cut the big O theme song in last time. You don't have to do all of them. I'm just saying that would be a really good one to cut in. Yeah. I'll find the Jackie Chan ending one for you if you want. Thanks. It's so good, Zane. I can't believe you don't know it.
1: Here, let's cut it in again. <laughs> yeah, put it in again. <laughs> <laughs> just, for, just for mileage. Okay. Uh...
0: Uh. so the music and sound i think the biggest part about it is gonna be the fact that the narrator uh jeff bennett by the way he might as well we might as well say the voice actor for that is jeff bennett whom get ready for it johnny bravo uh dexter's dad uh action dexter from ego chip ego trip a bunch of young justice characters like man this guy sounds good yeah. This guy is all over the place with animation. He he also sounds like that guy in Hot Fuzz who looks like a guy Fox mask. <laughs> what? Do you not remember that guy? He looks re- like oh, Vendetta. Yeah. Like a store that owner. That's right. Um random. That's that's random, man. I don't know. It sounded a lot like him. But uh yeah, he just has one of those honey voices. So whenever the narrator talks and there's music to accompany a scene transition. Like, the scene transitions, I think, are excellent. Mm-hmm. It's a nice deep tenor with some nice music attached. Yeah. Just pretty solid.
1: Uh, that's another consistent joke where the narrator says something serious and then it's it's something silly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not that bad, though. I don't no, hate that.
1: I don't mind that. Um, <clears throat> during during the episode, there's, like, a consistent, like, string and horn section in the background doing, like, a low hum and then they kick it up into high gear when the battles start.
0: Yeah, uh, uh we we do get some resonance with the stakes with this music. Mm-hmm. Like what was that one show where like it didn't really follow up? Chalk Zone, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> with, with, with with Chalk Zone it like had this technotronic music behind the battles, but there was technotronic music behind everything, so it just didn't fit. It didn't Yeah. It didn't this, give you a sense of urgency.
1: This one crescendo's real nice.
0: It doesn't give you that much urgency. But it, it it helps, every yeah. little bit.
1: <laughs> any any mark of legitimacy, this sh- this show will just yeah just grab just eat. It's not
0: really like the show is doing it. It's like we're
1: doing it. We're trying to like pull it out we of quicksand right now. <laughs> like, come on, buddy. I'm trying to help you. <laughs>
0: yeah, you, just just move your arm. Just come on. Put Do your any- put your back <laughs> into it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm doing the best I can here, but
1: you gotta meet me halfway. You're floundering out there. <laughs> You're dying
0: out there. Throw him a
1: line. Yeah, uh, um. it's too late. Just cut him. <laughs> He's
0: lost. Lost to the ages. There's um. There's a. Uh, there's a couple good musical segments. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw any of them.
1: I saw a couple. I wouldn't describe them as good. <laughs>
0: There's a there's a music video gag where Dave goes into like a decides to angst by going into a pop song to act out his angst. <laughs> and the song is called Three Hundred Pounds of Lonely. What? <laughs> yeah, and it, it's like it's it like the narrator I think sings it and he's just kind of moping while rain is falling and he's walking around sad. Always fixing up their Wiping the boohoo. Well, the thing is, it, like, cuts the uh, the name of the song onto the screen as though it's the end of a music video. <laughs>
1: That's amazing.
0: Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: like, before it fades out into, you know, an MTV did it, commercial.
1: Did it give, like, a fake artist and director, too?
0: McWaldo Von Hooverpoot. It sure did. <laughs>
1: Jeez. They weren't pulling out all the stops for this one. I was waiting for you to ask that.
0: <laughs> there's also a really weird segment where Oswich sings apropos of nothing a song called "Steve the Egg," which is maybe the I best did, song I ever. See that. I did, I did see it, that.
1: Yeah, Steve the Egg, Steve the Egg. How do you wear pants without no legs? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they, they, there's nothing that heralds that song other than just we got another minute to fill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's fill that minute
0: yeah we couldn't put this anywhere else <laughs> sing steve the egg i really like that part
1: <laughs> you like get the idea like they've had this one for a while they're like we need we need you were to talking this about how they keep on doing the same joke that is yeah. not the
0: same joke i don't exactly. know what i don't know what joke that is <laughs> but it is very different uh i feel like whenever they do like a musical joke it's generally pretty pretty unique mm-hmm like, maybe within, within the context of the show, it's unique. Maybe not in, I, in the context of
1: musical jokes in general. But they I don't, saw a couple of them. I generally thought that they were either too short or it was too hard to understand the words for them to be that good. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if they had done, like, a minute-long, like, song or something, but usually it's, like, a couple lines with some, like, chords behind it. I don't that's know. true.
0: No, they, they they keep it pretty punchy. Um, But that's okay, because... You know, it's a strictly comedic show. They couldn't go too far. To, like, when, you know, when Phineas and Ferb does like a music video thing a, every yeah. episode? To my mind, that goes on way too long.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's a full, like, three minute LP ma-
0: kind ma- of thing. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, like, uh, Danny DeVito. Nice. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> um, yeah, like, maybe not three minutes, maybe like a minute, but it's, it's strictly not a comedy if you go that long in your music joke, you know? Yeah. Whereas Steve the Egg punches in 20
1: seconds. And it's just like, <laughs> this is all so crazy. I really like it. Um, and whenever they, they even, do a, they even, they even break that song in the middle. And go ahead. it's like, they even break that song in the middle and Oswich is talking to the rest of them. He's like, you guys, you guys wanna, you wanna join in? Are you, in, are you into this? And then they're like, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> why not? And then they just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't done much this episode. Is this cool? Did you, you guys have anything into... else you wanted to do before we close up? <laughs> are you are you into Steve the Egg? <laughs> yeah. Who is not into Steve the Egg? So it's now like... I am into Juckles Ch- <laughs> the Silly Piggy and into Steve the Egg. It's like he's um like on the I'm set, like, set of loops. a um, like on the set of a show, like a live action show, and they're like, Alright guys, that's a wrap, close up for the day and he's like, Can you guys like keep the lights on for a second? I want to do a scene. <laughs> nah, I didn't get many I I only got two lines this episode. Two. Two
0: lines. Two lines. <laughs> um, but... I used to be a main
1: character. <laughs> no, you didn't, Farmer no. John. No, you didn't. Useless. Yeah, you I, you I almost tricked. wouldn't be surprised to see Farmer John in Dave the Barbarian, like, in the background. Probably not.
0: Yeah, he, he, he would fit okay. Um, there's. <laughs> okay, so... I'm, I'm just gonna jump back i can't talk about farmer john let let's do a little bit more about music and sound all because right. there's one thing that i wanted to highlight very specifically because it mm-hmm. resonates very strongly with the history of this podcast which is in one episode they decide to have a ba- make a band you know right, yep, whatever I saw that one. and <laughs> they call it they call it the barbarian six plus donkey and they don't change the name at all because they can't come up with anything better and i'm like Hmm. Where have I heard this? <laughs> where have I heard this happen before? Oh, it's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't come up with any we, like for those who don't know, the Cartoncast was just our working title. And It was
1: your working title. I had like 3 better ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But you you decided that I don't know, it just it had the same charisma as Doug. It just, yeah. you know, it it, it was I don't know. It,
1: so, it just from worked. now on, uh, so it, it sounds like we have a much better new title. So, this is the Carton Cast plus Donkey. Man, that would be good. Operating <laughs> we... out of the kingdom of Hots and Plots.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, act, act of, yeah, out of the kingdom of Azathoth. Um, which, by the way, in that show, in, in that episode, he's like, someone says, like, take it away, Donkey, and Donkey turns into Barry White. So, that's. Oh, it yeah. <laughs>
1: take it, Donkey! <laughs> yeah
0: baby here I am know you want me uh, I'm your one and
1: only. like again a, just it, a bit
0: I, of a I bit, don't bit don't of music humor me. that uh you can't do every episode but it was it was refreshing like all the music humor was actually pretty good
1: I, I like music in my don't me,
0: don't I, I don't generally which is why I was impressed when I was like oh whenever they bring up a song I'm pretty into it <laughs> maybe not the song itself but the joke that the song is is giving me right yeah. although i was pretty into steve the egg just on a musical standpoint
1: steve the egg has a lot of um artistic merit that yeah. i think we could really delve into if we had the time i i think maybe we should have just done steve the egg for this episode that's gonna be our next episode
0: <laughs> great <laughs> okay uh, man
1: yeah. the carton cast plus donkey presents steve <laughs> the egg, egg. <laughs> How did he wear pants if he ain't got no legs? Yeah. It's a, it's it's kind of like a one of those like Buddhist um like riddles? Oh, like the koans? Yeah, it's like a Zen meditation thing, like how does an egg wear pants?
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's the sound of one egg wearing pants? <laughs> if a, if an egg wears pants in the forest, does it chafe? Dane, can you say anything else? Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying
1: floundering. I am. I am literally picturing an egg in my head with <laughs> underwear on, and I'm trying to figure out what underwear would be the most comfortable. Fruit of the loom. <laughs> Not bad.
0: It's got some. It's got some food in it. I couldn't really do anything more. I'm sorry, everyone.
1: <laughs> We we apologize. This is not a good episode.
0: Do you want to take a mulligan on
1: this? <laughs> I think it'll be a fine episode. I think it'll just require a lot of editing.
0: Why don't you just throw that ending of Jackie Chan Adventures in like a lot <laughs>
1: like a couple more times? I was saying don't feel afraid to make this episode only 30 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Um, I was actually thinking going in like there's not a lot to talk about. This is going to be a real short one.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we really we really uh stuffed this pig. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so let's finish stuffing this pig.
0: Yeah. Let's let's uh what is it when you when you dress you dress a turkey? Let's finish yeah. dressing this pig. Hog tie um,
1: it. So, uh
0: who who's your favorite character? Um probably Uncle Oswich. maybe the narrator. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I didn't mind Chuckles. No, no, none, of, none yeah. of the royal family really.
1: Yeah, they're they're in too frequently for Dave's you not know, bad. Like we get used we get used to them.
0: Dave's not bad. Nah, and it, he's an okay thing to focus on, but I think I preferred Uncle Oswidge.
1: Yeah, um, my favorite was probably Twinkle the Marvel horse.
0: Oh my god, I forgot about <laughs> Twinkle. Let's talk about him. It, it's the same voice actor as uh the, as the narrator.
1: Yeah, but he's doing it as Christopher Walken. <laughs> I was about to
0: say he does a Christopher Walken impression as a horse that gets incredibly vivid dark nightmares and tells them as often as he can
1: is it all right if all i do in the show is groan in agony i've been so lonely in here such terrible thoughts one has alone in the dark i had that dream again the one where i do terrible things to penguins with the croquet mallet i hope this is important I was busy bemoaning the ghastly, aching void that is my meaningless life. Shall I tell you of last night's dream? Dark forms came to me, whispering of unspeakable atrocities. Yeah, like, the idea is, like, Candy, like, wished for a horse, one, like, a pony one time, and got it, and then just left it in the stable for a while. <laughs> the voices. I, the voices come at night. They tell me to do unspeakable acts. I had that dream again. <laughs> yeah, so I... I I wanted to talk about him briefly. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good character.
0: I mean he's yeah. very side. The side characters are mostly okay. Like I like Mousequando okay. I like whatever that who's that old god, the god of like tapestry and like overworn pajamas or something like
1: that. Was this in the show or is this an actual deity?
0: No, it's in the show. It's like Gungnir or something. Hmm. I don't remember. <laughs>
1: But most of the side characters
0: are pretty okay. Like I like that one shopkeep with the crazy eye who does not mm-hmm. listen to her customers and just incessantly pushes one item out onto whomever is shopping, mm-hmm. which is usually candy. Yeah, or 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 like Dave is like shopping for a gift for Faffy, and uh, he uh, she she tries to sell him this diseased weasel.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I like the peasants a lot. They're <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're not They've bad. Got...
1: They got like there was a mercury leak in this in this city.
0: Yeah, like do we want to focus on Herbergerb, or do we want to focus on Peasanton? Probably yeah. Peasanton. Good old Peasanton. Mm-hmm. Should have got should have got off at Peasanton. <laughs> anyway, Zane, I don't um, have anything else. I can't nope. do it anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, so let's close up shop.
0: Yep, yep. Let's uh, draw the let's let's raise the drawbridge, and uh, talk about what's coming up next.
1: All right, what is it?
0: I forgot. Um, okay. It is He-Man and Masters of the Universe, which we are doing a lot of medieval settings, but He-Man and Masters of the Universe is not strictly a
1: comedy, so I think it'll work out okay. <laughs> have you, have you started watching it at all? I have not.
0: But I have made part of my grad office watch it so that they can give us comments. Hopefully we'll <laughs> actually get a comment on this next one. All right. And they are not impressed <laughs> looking back
1: on it. Well, we'll see. I think it'll be great. I, I feel like I don't even need to watch it to know all of my comments. <laughs> Just the Skeletor versus Beastman song. Yeah. And
0: take your draws off.
1: Yeah. It's up to you if you're going to cut that in. Please don't, but it's up to you. <laughs> I won't,
0: but I will reference it
1: pretty heavily. That's fair. Um, and then after that, um, I figured we could take a, a trip from Twinkle's the Marvel uh, horse's <laughs> Book and get some horrible nightmares with Ah Real Monsters. Ooh,
0: Ah Real Monsters! You know this is a great show.
1: And, and well, if I'm not mistaken, um, the episode should come out around Halloween. So sweet, good idea, man. Thank you. I I wanted something that I would like feel good watching. <laughs>
0: you know, maybe we should rethink what we were gonna do for our uh, for our movie. I I'm, on the twentieth. We'll, we'll
1: talk about that. I think it'll be fine.
0: Maybe do Treasure Planet again. <laughs>
1: Oh, good stuff.
0: Maybe that's pretty good. Go through, go through Muppet Treasure Island.
1: Wouldn't even have to edit it. Just, just re-release. Yeah. <laughs> Special I'll... edition, director's cut. Where we just yeah, gold embossed podcast episode.
0: <laughs> it's got like a little one in like uh the halfway down the card, halfway down the artwork. So like, mm-hmm. lets you know it's of greater value for some reason.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's a foil podcast episode. What is up with that?
1: I don't
0: know. I don't get it. I like it's, it. It's
1: it's taking advantage of some glitch in the brain that makes you think it's more valuable.
0: <laughs> like that like that glitch in like raccoons' brains that just like make them grab shiny shit even if it's at the other end of like a raccoon trap and they won't be able to let go of it.
1: Or that glitch in my brain where I think raccoons are adorable. <laughs> yes, yeah, and you just hug them. <laughs> Especially when they're like diseased. Trying things out of the trap. Especially when they're diseased and sold to you by a
0: peasant shopkeep. <laughs> For your hey, birthday,
1: she made a hard bargain.
0: That's quite the hard bargain you got there. Oh, thank you. Let's uh, yeah, let like us on Facebook, review us on iTunes, tell your friends about the show, and please comment on He Man or on All Real Monsters if you have anything to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, please
1: comment on He Man and or the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> yeah,
0: and or the Masters of the Universe. If you have anything to say about He Man or the Masters of the Universe, but not both, there's an <laughs> app for that. Um, <laughs> or, or our real monsters. You can go ahead and comment on either our Facebook page or our website. We will get it. We check it before these uh these podcasts come out. Although no, I didn't today, but I will for next time. <laughs> Start getting into yep. a habit.
1: Yeah. And uh, until then, if you can find us a map of how to avoid the kingdom of grrr, that'd be <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> I knew an egg by the name of Steve Laid by a moo cow, I believe Wore pants, suspenders, and a tie Only washed his face on the 5th of July Steve took a nap in a frying
0: pan And woke up next to sausages Steve the Egg, Steve the Egg how do he wear pants without no legs? Steve the Egg, Steve the Egg He woke up next to sausages Yeah. Now I get it Steve the Egg
1: It's the sausages.